This is Bethel Temple Church's podcast. Here at Bethel Temple, our desire is to see people changed, delivered, and set free as they experience the light of Jesus. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Hallelujah. He is good. He's great and greatly to be praised. You know, I, 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 there are certain things that I experience when I know God is, is about to do something out of the ordinary in the house. Normally, I have a real bad weekend. I didn't have a real bad weekend. But then on Sunday morning, sometimes when I get up and I get ready to preach, this mic just won't get right on my ear. It's like it's, 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 always, it's almost like it's in the way. But you know what? That's how I know. So, so, so it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Listen, good morning to you again. And, and, and if you recall, last week I, I, I opened up the service um, by, by sharing with you that the Holy Spirit had impressed upon me uh, uh, a few weeks ago that there was a shift happening in our midst. You've heard others come up and, and give prophetic words regarding that shift, and God is moving. I, I remember I shared that God was shifting us from survival mode to the pursuit uh, of the inheritance that He has laid up for us. And I don't know about you, but if you got an inheritance from God that, you're, that, that, that He is saying, I'm shifting you into that now, that's something to really get focused in and get excited about you receiving. Because just know if God has something for you, it's not going to be no junk. It's not going to be no mess. It's going to be something that, that He's going to do that's going to give Him glory and advance His kingdom. But this shift can only be realized in the spiritual realm. So you got to understand, if you're trying to figure it out, if you're trying to see if you can capture it with your eyes, no, that's not the way you look. So you're going to have to be discerning spiritually to understand what God is doing. So I would encourage each of you to begin to press into Him spiritually. You need to begin to block out the things that you can see and that you can test those tangible things and begin saying, God, God, just, just do something new in my spirit. God, raise it up. God, just rekindle it. God, just re, ah, God, just renew it, God, and cause it to be on fire. God, just, uh, God, cause my, my spiritual ears, God, to be so large, God, that I don't miss anything you say. My spiritual eyes to be so wide open, God, that I can see everything that you're doing in the Spirit. How many of you desiring that right now? How many of you have been even praying that, saying, God, just increase me spiritually? Listen, listen, this week we embarked upon one year of sheltering in place due to this pandemic. Remember, it was last March that all this stuff began to happen. And it's just so timely that for the past few weeks, uh, our intercessory prayer team leader, Pastor Kevin, Kevin Willis, he, he, he has been, 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 been leading them. He's been saying God is, is now moving us from surviving the pandemic to pursuing the mountains. How many of you know there's a mountain out there that God has a mountain? God has an inheritance for you. He's saying basically the same thing that I've been saying, but he said mountain versus the inheritance. But guess what? They're one in the same. And as I was seeking God this week, we were in our United series, but as I was seeking him this week, God said, no, I, 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 want, you to, I want you to focus in on the shift. I want you to focus in on that inheritance. I want you to focus in on those mountains this week, and I'm going to give you exactly what to say. And so I said, God, I trust you. 
And God, I believe you. And guess what? He just began depositing. He began downloading what he would have me to speak on this morning. And, and, and so we're going to talk from the two books, two 14 chapters. I don't think it's an accident that both of these chapters are the 14th. And so if you, if you can even begin now in your Bibles finding Numbers, the 14th chapter, and finding Joshua, the 14th chapter, put your finger there, because that's where we're going to be coming from today, along with some other scriptures. Now, those are Old Testament scriptures, so if you're looking for them in the New Testament, you're in the wrong place. So go back. Numbers and Joshua. Father, I thank you right now, God, and I just, God, just, I step back, God, that you would move forth, God, in a mighty way today. Let your anointing flow. God, let the words that come from my lips be words, God, that will fall on hearts ready to receive. God, that nothing, God, would hinder, God, your word going forth today. Lord, we thank you in advance, God, for the hearts that will receive it, and not only receive it, but to respond. And God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to Numbers first. Numbers chapter 14, and we're going to be turning to verse 22. Go ahead and turn there right quick. And it says this, Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have put me to the test now these ten times, and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. Verse 24 says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. There's an inheritance that God has for you. Notice in verse 24, this is God speaking. See, God is making a, a profound statement about Caleb. He says that, he says, he says, my servant Caleb has a different spirit. Come on, somebody say different spirit. See, 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 as we are in the midst of this spiritual shift that God has, 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 has dropped down upon us, it's important that we understand what this different spirit of Caleb is because it has a whole lot to do with what we're encountering right now in our shift. And so we got to really understand what this different spirit is because this is the spirit that resulted in him being blessed of God and his descendants as well. And it's something when God sees you, it's something when God says it. See, we, we want to get the praise from man, but when God says, my servant, my servant Caleb is different, that's something that we should be giving God glory for. I hope God, when he looks down upon me, that he says, oh, my servant Charles, oh, he has a different spirit, because I know that, 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 that if God is saying that about me, it doesn't matter about anything else. So this morning, I'm going to speak from the subject of Caleb, a servant with a different spirit. Caleb, a servant with a different spirit. Now, to share some context on what's happening here, God has delivered the children of Israel from, from their Egyptian captivity, and, and, and they, 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 they had marched across the desert. They, they were on the bank of the Jordan River. They are ready to go and cross over into the promised land uh, to, 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 to inherit what God had 
promised them. In Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, we see that God tells Moses to go. I want you to go and get a leader from each of the 12 tribes, and I want you to send them out to go spy out the land of Canaan. And so he does just that. He said, because I, I, I want them to, to go out there and spy out, not only to spy out the land, but he told them to go spy out the land that I'm giving them. See, it's something when God says, I'm giving you something. I got something for you. He, he, he didn't say, go, go find a land. He didn't say, go discover something. He said, I want you to go spy the land out that I'm giving you. Let that sink in for a minute. He said, go, go. I want you just to go take a peek at what I'm about to give you. So those 12 men, they went out. They went out and they spied the land, and, 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 and Caleb was one of those, uh, uh, those spies that went out there. And at that time, he was 40 years old. And when he returned, 10 of the 12 came back with a negative report. And see, their report, you know, uh, I, I guess because they considered that was the majority. See, see, the report that they gave put fear in the hearts of the people made them begin to doubt, you know, uh, uh, what God had said. But, but the other two, say the other two. See, the other two, Caleb and Joshua, see, 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 uh, uh, those guys were partners. And see, but they came back with a positive report. But even though they came back with a positive report, it was rejected by the multitude. But you know what happened? See, because of their, 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 their failure to believe God and to trust God, what, what happened was they, they, they got sentenced to a, 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 a wilderness wandering. So for the next 40 years, they was out there wandering in the wilderness. But in the midst of that, even in the midst of their, wild, their wandering in the wilderness, God, God, saw his servant, Caleb, and he wanted to make sure people understand, uh-uh, but Caleb. But Caleb had a different spirit. In other words, what was God saying? God was saying Caleb was not like everybody else. See, see, he, he, he wasn't thinking like them. He wasn't believing like them. When he compared them to everybody else, you're talking about all the ten tribes, everybody else that was out there, he, 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 he said, he has a different spirit. See, let me tell you something about Caleb. See, Caleb didn't go along with the crowd of the day. He had a different spirit. See, see, he, 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 he didn't give in to, the, to all the doubts and the fears that everybody else talked about because he had a different spirit. See, he, he didn't go along with the crowd. He didn't allow peer pressure to cause him to relent and to relent, to give in because he had a different Spirit. How many of you got a different spirit that's reigning in you today that, that keeps you from being able to be swayed by the crowd, keeps you from being able uh, 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 to do the things that you know are not right for you to do? He had a different spirit. Somebody say different spirit. See, in this day in which we are living, we need some Caleb's. We need some Caleb's with a different spirit right here in this time. See, see, with all the fear and all the apprehension that's out here in this world, we need some Caleb's. We need some people that have a different spirit. Look, all the opinions of man that are controlling in church, out of church, in the world, look, we need some people that's going to stand up with a different spirit. 
We got any Caleb's in the house. In these times of compromise and ungodliness, we need some people who have a different spirit. They're going to stand up like Caleb and say, oh, no, I have a different spirit. Hallelujah. So what was so special about this spirit of Caleb that caused God to take notice? I'm going to share three characteristics today uh, uh, about this different spirit. The first characteristic is this. He was courageous. Courageous. See, see, one of the first things we notice about him, he was a courageous man. See, 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 in Numbers 13, uh, uh, verses 32 to 33, when those spies came back, they reported things like this. They said the land, the land, uh, it's a land that devoured its inhabitants. It said that all the men they saw, you know, they were of great stature. They, 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 they saw them, and they were giants. They were descendants of Anak. You know, see, Anak was considered the greatest among the Anakim, and they saw, that's all they could see is all the giants. And, and, and they and it went on to say, we, we see ourselves as grasshoppers in their presence. You know, when we compare ourselves to what we saw, we are like a grasshopper. But see, Caleb didn't see it that way. See, him and Joshua, they didn't see themselves as no grasshopper. They said, oh, no, I see myself as a giant killer. See, 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 it doesn't matter how big the giant is. See, because I got a different spirit inside of me that I don't have to worry about that. No, I'm not little in the sight of that giant because I got a big God living on the inside of me that's greater than any giant that I will ever face. Numbers 13 and 30, Caleb said to the people, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. See, you see, Caleb wasn't worried. He, he saw the same things that they saw, but yet and still, he saw them from a different lens because he had a different spirit. See, we need some people with that type of spirit. So when we see what the world sees, we don't see it that way. When we see all the things that, that, that we say could hinder us and keep us, from accomplishing God's will, we don't see it that way. When all the giants of the world are little in our sight, why? Because we got a big God. Hallelujah. See, 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 <laughs> despite the fact, see, that, 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 that these men, they were giants, and they were very experienced warriors, but at the same time, Caleb his, that, 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 that boldness, that spirit of courage rose up in him, and he didn't see them that way. See, he understood something, that I can conquer them. See, they can be defeated. But he understood something, the God he served could never be defeated. He would never lose a battle. He's never lost a victory. He didn't allow the spirit of fear to overtake him. See, see, like David. Remember David when he faced Goliath? David was a little lad that all he had was a rock, some, some smooth stones, and a slingshot. And here comes this big giant with all this armor on that most people couldn't even pick up, yet and still he wasn't fearful. 
Daniel was thrown into a lion's den. Can you imagine a lion's den? These weren't no lions that didn't have no teeth. These weren't no old lions. These were lions that were hungry. That's what he used to throw people when they wanted them to get killed. But you know what? He didn't have no fear. Why? Because he knew the God that he served that was bigger than the lion. What about the three Hebrew boys when they got thrown into the fiery furnace that was lit up seven times hotter than it normally is? They had no fear. Why? Because they knew the God they served was greater than any fire that man can light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was reminded as I was going through and just praying about this message, I was reminded about a time when I was growing up. I was three years old, little lad, out in the backyard playing around, you know, and, and, and my mother was in the house, my father was in the house, and, and we had this big German shepherd that we, we had, I mean, we, we had groomed him from a puppy, and it was really aggressive. It was a big old dog. It was a big dog. And that dog got loose. And that dog charged me. This little three-year-old boy, I was no match for this big giant dog. And he knocked me to the ground and I'm crying out, hollering and crying and kicking and screaming. And my mother come rushing out the house. She jumped off the porch and she ran and rescued her little baby that was out there screaming and crying out of fear because this dog was attacking him. But see, I want you to understand something about what took place. See, because the porch that my mother jumped off of was about four feet high. See, the older houses didn't have them little low steps and porches, but it was a big old porch. Higher than this stage, she ran and jumped off that, off that porch to come and rescue me. Look, I want you to understand something else about it. My mother at that time was about eight months pregnant with my baby brother when she jumped off that porch. And she didn't let fear, she didn't let anything, she didn't let the dog, she didn't worry about falling, she didn't worry about anything. The spirit of courage rose up in her and she ran off. And guess what? She came and rescued her child. That's how God is. He sees when you're in trouble. And see, it doesn't matter how big the trouble looks, God still can come down and rescue you out of, out of that. She didn't fear. Courage. That's what happens when, the, when a courageous spirit rises up in you. <laughs> see, you get this laser focus. All you see is what's before you. All you see is the goal to accomplish, and it's nothing that's going to get in the way. It's nothing that can stop you. It's nothing that can hinder you from doing what you had set out to do because of that spirit of courage. Hallelujah. We have any courageous people in the house. Hallelujah. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb was also, he, he also had courage to stand against those who gave the negative report. See, he had to have courage to stand up, him and Joshua, because the other 10 came back and they were all together. They all had the same report. They all said, oh my gosh, we can't go into that land. But look, in Numbers 14, uh, uh, chapter, uh, verses 6 through 9, we see, see more evidence of this courageous spirit. Listen to what it says. It said, but Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, they tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we pass, to pass through to spy out is an exceeding good land. Somebody say good land. good land. 
said, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. So you got to understand, the enemy is under your feet. He doesn't have control over you. He's not taking, hell, oh my God, you got the control because you got the God of this universe. He said, they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. The Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Hallelujah. See, even though Caleb and Joshua were outnumbered, see, see, it was 10 to 2. They courageously stood their ground. It didn't matter that it was, that was everybody else was with them. Not only was it the 10 the spies, but then all the people at the same time were all, all in cahoots together against them because of the report that they brought back. See, they didn't, they didn't go by that old thing. You know, see, see, a lot of people function this way, even in the church. If you can't beat them, join them. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. Caleb and Joshua, they weren't about that. No. They understood that they can do all things through Jesus Christ because he was their strength. They understand that their God was greater than any other thing being God, anything in this world, and they were standing firmly on that belief. See, they recognize this. See, that's what you got to understand in this life that we're living as believers. See, listen, it doesn't matter how many people are on the other side. If you're standing over here by yourself, but God is standing beside you, you are the majority. See, you're not the minority because the crowd is over there. Because if God is with you, that's the greatest one to have with you. And he's greater than no matter how many you can number against you, he's greater. And your victory is guaranteed. You ain't going to lose because he ain't never lost. And he's not going to start now. See, you got to understand something about Caleb. See, see, when he started this thing, he was 40. He started, he was 40. But, but this thing stuck with him 45 more years. Look, look, at, look at what it says in Joshua, the 14th chapter. Flip over there. You should have already had your finger there. I'll just flip right over to Joshua now. 14, beginning at verse 10. And it says this, And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. See, he had been in the wilderness 40 years. See, the Lord has kept me alive as he said. See, he trusted and believed God. See, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. This is 45 years later. And look, look, as yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. See, he didn't lose his faith. He didn't lose his strength. Why? Because he wasn't relying on his human strength. He was relying on the strength that comes from above. So he was still standing as strong at 85 as he was standing at 40. Hallelujah. He said, yet I am as, as strong this day as the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. 
See, Caleb understood something. Yes, 45 years have passed. God had given me the strength to go out. And at that time, he was the one who said, come on, let's go get him. Let's go possess our land. But 45 years later, guess what? He said, come on, let's go get him. Let's go possess our land. Why? Because he was walking in the same strength. And guess what? He did exactly that. He drove them all out at 85 years old. See, just because we, we live this life and we begin to get a little bit older doesn't mean that you lose your strength in God. Yes, your physical body may get a little bit older. It may get a little bit slower, but the Spirit of God that reigns in you doesn't lose no strength. It don't get old. It doesn't age. The same power, the same strength, the same anointing that you had when you first believed is the same strength, the same power, the same anointing that you should have today. Hallelujah. And you should be walking in that same strength. The same demons and devils that, that tremble when they saw you when you first believed should be the same ones that's trembling when they see you coming this way now. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. A year ago, we found ourselves like we've never been before. Think about it. You wouldn't even get your mail out the mailbox without wiping it off. You wouldn't, didn't want to go outside your house. Some of y'all still won't go outside your house. When you went out, many people would come home and spray themselves down with Lysol, doing all kind of stuff. Some people used to strip the clothes off in the garage before they went in the house because they didn't even want to wear the clothes in the house that they had on. See, what was happening? Fear. Fear. Fear had gripped the nation. And sadly, fear had gripped the church, the body of Christ. Just the same. See, the pandemic was a giant in our eyes. It was a giant. See, this social unrest that we experienced, that was a giant. The economic downturn was a giant. And we saw all these giants and we put up through up our hands and said, oh my God, how are we going to make it the same way you made it before? The same spirit that was in you then is in you now. So that doesn't change who you are. See, when we were faced with these giants, that, uh, and faced with the unknown, that's when this thing has to rise up in us that's called faith. Faith. Hebrews 11 and 1, what does it tell us? It tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <sighs> See, we had to dig real deep because this thing was real. <laughs> but you know what? change wasn't going to happen until we came to the end of ourselves. See, as long as we kept the mirror, looking at the mirror, focusing on us and focusing on what we can't do, focusing on what we can't go, focusing on the things that, that, that they said we cannot, cannot, we can't with this and all of that. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. But see, the moment that we stop doing all those things, that's when change started happening. <sighs> see, we stopped trusting ourselves and we started trusting God. That's when God can move. 
But as long as you want your, your little will to be the big will, guess what? That's what's going to happen. And you're going to experience it the way you set it up. And in our finite minds and thinking, guess what? It ain't going to go too far. But I'd rather have an infinite God. I'd rather have some God that, you know, uh, uh, someone that's working on my behalf that can't be measured. That, that, there's no way to contain it uh, because I know that it's unlimited what he can do. Proverbs 3, uh, 5, and 6 tells us this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It tells you don't lean to your own understanding. Why? Our understanding is warped. Our understanding is, is, is shaped by, by our norms. It's shaped by our family upbringings. But it says uh, don't trust in those things. It said in all of our ways to acknowledge him. And guess what? He's going to direct us. He's going to make your path straight. He's going to set you on a course that's going to be for victory, not for failure. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. See, it's not, just like I already said it, see, it's not by might. See, we're trying to accomplish this thing on our own, in our own strength. And we can't understand why we keep losing the battle, because you're fighting the wrong way, because you're using human things, human tools, human ingenuity, and it's going to fail you every time. But in Zechariah 4 and 6, the Lord God said, he said, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit. Who said it? The Lord. So I got a question this morning. And it's to you that's here, you that's joining in. Do we have any Caleb's in the house? Is there a Joshua in the house? Yeah, look, look, is there any carriage in the house? Come on, somebody say, God, send some Caleb's. Come on, say, God, give us some Caleb's. You know I'm going to set you up in a minute. Come on, say, God, send us some Caleb's. The second characteristic of this different spirit was that uh, it's faithful. It's faithfulness. See, see, see. See, as a believer, you got to understand something. Uh, faith and fear can't coexist. Either you're going to have faith or either you're going to have fear. They, don't, they, can't, they can't mix together. It doesn't work that way. And see, that's what we see in this passage. It, it, it doesn't happen that way. Listen, the children of Israel, they witnessed the move of God. They saw it firsthand. He even said it in the text. You know, he said that they, they saw what God could do. They witnessed it. They were eyewitness news to what the God of this universe was doing and able to do. So they had no reason not to trust him. But however, when fear is chosen over faith, like it was with them, they started looking back at their Egypt. How many of us know we, we do the same thing? See, as soon as we hit the stumbling block, as soon as something gets in the way, as soon as life seems to get a little bit hard, we begin to look backwards to Egypt. What do you mean by that? Oh, we're about to try to go back to the things that we used to do. Oh, I used to be successful over here. Oh, I used to can make it if I did it this way. Oh, I, I, but, but we begin to do that. We begin to, 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 to romanticize about our past. We start to think about the way it used to be. And God is not talking about what was. He's talking about what is and what is to come. That's where your faith has to kick in. Caleb was a man full of faith. He was full of faith. He was on that nothing. Matter of fact, uh, he had a reckless abandon about the faith of God. He didn't care. 
And that spirit that was in him, it wasn't like anybody else's. Why do you say that? Because God pointed it out. He pointed that Caleb, my servant, different spirit. See, see, he, he didn't put his faith in his own human trust. He didn't trust himself. He, he didn't believe it. I can do these things. No, no, no. He understood that he can do it through the God that he served. Caleb and his descendants, because of his faith, they inherited the very land that God told him. He told him, the land that you trot on, the land that you put your feet on, the land that you spied out, because you got a different spirit, I'm going to give you that, you and your descendants. See, don't y'all understand the things that you're doing right now in God, it's not only for you, but it's for those that's coming behind you. That's why you can't have no selfish salvation, because this thing ain't just about you. See, understand, Caleb was in the wilderness. He wasn't excused. God saw him. He said, that's my servant. He got a different, he got a different spirit. But he still had to endure the wilderness. See, we don't want to endure nothing. We want everything to be peachy creamy. Well, I've come to God now and I've accepted him, so now everything's going to be rosy and creamy and the sun's going to shine every day. No, you're going to have some cloudy days. But because the days are cloudy, because it's raining a little bit, doesn't mean that God has changed, that God is still not the same. So, so you would have thought that after 45 years, that somewhere down the line, Caleb would have begun saying, well, maybe it's not going to happen. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that my time has passed. We always hear people saying that my time, no, your time ain't passed. If God still got your breathing, God still got life in your body, God still giving you a good mind, your time is now. And so you need to get up and let God use your life. 45 years later, See, he understood something. He understood that delay didn't mean denial. See, just because it was delayed didn't mean it wasn't going to happen. See, we got to understand sometimes you just got to be patient. Sometimes you got to wait on God. And as we're waiting on him, he's working it out. <sighs> Joshua 14, 6 through 10, it's not going to be on the screen. Caleb reminds Joshua. He reminds him of the promise that God had given uh, 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 through Moses. He said, the land where his feet had trodden would be an inheritance to him and his children. He did not forget, even though he wandered in the wilderness all those years, he did not forget the promise of God. Look at what it says in verse uh, 12, Joshua 14 and 12. It says, now, therefore, give me, this is, this is Caleb talking, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. He had already claimed it. He didn't forget about it. His faith didn't give up. His faith didn't wane. He didn't say, oh, because time has passed. Now, now my mountain is not there. No, he said, give me the mountain. That was promised to me 45 years ago. So he says, for well, you heard in the day now that the Anakim were there and that they were cities were, their cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. This is at 85 years old. He said, oh yeah, I was going to drive them out at 40 and I'm sure going to drive them out right now at 85. <laughs> not because of my strength, not because of what I can do, but because of the God that made the promise to me. 
Mm-mm-mm. Same faith, the same strength at 40. See, he understood God won't go renege. God doesn't take back. He don't say something and then change his mind. He say, oh, your time to pass. You know, I, I, I can't do it for you. No, God's going to honor what he said because he's not a man that he could lie. He's God. <sighs> See, Caleb was determined. I'm not going to let the multitude. I'm not going to let my friends. I'm not going to let my family. I'm not going to let my job. I'm not going to let what society is saying. I'm not going to let nothing. Someone say, somebody say nothing. nothing. Cause him to waver in his faith. See, you got to understand something. See, 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 there's no timeline in faith. See, we want to have faith, but we want to set parameters on it. We want to set our time on faith. But ain't no timeline on faith. See, all we got to do is believe. That's all he told us to do is to believe. He didn't tell us how long to believe. He said, believe. And the rest is up to God. Look, in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said it just this simple. He said, have faith in God. That's all he said, have faith in God. Listen, listen. I want you to understand something, and I want you to take a picture of this or write it down. Faith is not the absence of reality. See, reality still exists even in faith, but it's the belief that God can do the impossible regardless of reality. That's what faith is. Reality is still here. It's still real, but faith is greater than reality because reality cannot confine faith. See, somebody got that. See, somebody understood that. See, we, 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 we keep our faith only as far as reality would show us, but that's not even really faith, is it? Because I declare, I just told you, faith is the, 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 the substance of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. I didn't say that right. Listen, but we can't give up. We have to know. We have to stay connected. We have to know that God's timing is always perfect. He ain't never late. He's never missed an appointment. Not God. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, it says this, to everything there's a season, a time, for every purpose under heaven. So again, I got a question for you. Are there any Caleb's in the house? Any Caleb's joining me by way of live stream, Facebook Live today? Uh, is, there, is, there, is there any faith in the house? Uh, 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 can, 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 can I get somebody to just say, God, raise up some Caleb's? Come on, say it one more time. God, raise up some Caleb's. My final, my final characteristic that I'm going to share today about this different spirit of Caleb is that, that uh, uh, it wholly follows God. That's W-H-O-L-L-Y. What does it mean? It's talking about completely, wholeheartedly. See, in Numbers uh, 14, 24, God said of Caleb that he, he followed me fully. That means he didn't let nothing get in the way. He didn't take days off. He didn't change his mind because of the way it looked today or because of the way somebody else was acting today. No, he said he followed him 
fully. That means that he was consistent. He, you know, he, he, he didn't relent at all. He trusted God and he obeyed every day, completely, 45 years, even before. See, because God didn't just see him that day. God had already seen him. He already knew that he was one that he could trust. He already knew that he was one who had a different spirit. <clears throat> he served God with his whole heart. He was all in. Somebody say all in. Somebody say all in. See, see, we like to be halfway in. See, we like to be in as long as it's convenient. We don't like to have to, to you know, if, 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 if it's not to my liking, if, if it's not uh, to my timing, no, we, you know, I, I, I catch back up. But, 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 but Caleb was all in. He, he never took a time off of being trusting and, and being in faith and, and being encouraged with God. See, even in the midst of adversity, opposition, and all the delay, because 45 years is a long time, but yet and still, he, he, he remained the same. He was determined to trust God and to follow him. We got some people that's, that feel like that today, that's part of the body of Christ, that no matter what, no matter the opposition, no matter the adversity, no matter how long, God, I'm trusting you because I know if you said it, God, I believe it, and that settles it. That's a real nice, that's a very cliche, that's a good thing. We hear people say it all the time, but do we really live that? Do we really believe that? Is that our true confession? Caleb testified about himself in Joshua 14, uh, 7 and 8. He says, when I was 40 years old, uh, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me uh, from Kadesh, Barnea, and, and to spy out the land. And I brought back word uh, uh, to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up and, uh, uh, with me made the heart of the people melt. But I did what? He said, I wholly follow God. That means he wholeheartedly. It didn't matter what he saw. It didn't matter what people said. He still continued to follow God. See, that meant standing alone. See, sometimes we like to be, you know, we always want to be light. We always want somebody to, to, to say, oh, we're part of the crowd. We're part of the clique. We're part of the gang. See, we don't want to stand by ourselves. But see, sometimes in this walk with God, you're going to have to take a stand on your own. But you got to always remember that when you're standing by yourself, you're never by yourself because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is right with you. So when you're standing right here by yourself, you still got three more right there with you. So you ain't never by yourself. You're not never walking alone. <laughs> See, he believed that the land that Moses talked about, he believed that, that he was going to receive that inheritance. Moses testified the same. He said the same thing in Joshua 14 and 9. He, he made reference to the fact that, that Caleb wholly followed God. It didn't mean he had all the answers. Because in this life, you're not going to have all the answers. See, because faith doesn't give you all the answers. Faith is trusting God in the moment. It doesn't matter whether you know what it looks like. All you got to do is know what God said about it, and then you just trust in that. Man. Hold on. <clears throat> see, see, see. He trusted him. Listen, look, look, turn to Joshua 14 right quick. 
See, this is what happens when you trust God, when you, when you don't, when you, when, you, when, you, when you put your whole heart in it, when you're all in and you don't allow anything to cause you to, to, to step outside of the favor of God. Verse 13, it says this, and Joshua blessed him. This is the, all this time later. Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, uh, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord of Israel. Because he had faith and he trusted God. His whole heart was in it. He, didn't, he didn't, didn't change with the weather or change with the season or change with the circumstance. It didn't matter what it looked like. He continued to be all in. So again, I got the question. Y'all ready for the question? The question is, are there any Caleb's in the house? See, 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 is there anybody who, who's living fully for God. I'm not talking about half in and half out circumstantially, you know, based on the, what's happening today. But are there any, any, any people that are, are, are living fully for him? Come on, ask God one more time. Say, God, raise up some Caleb's. Come on, scream it out. God, raise up some Caleb's. Come on, say, God, raise up some Caleb's. Now, I told you I had something for you. Now, I want you to say, God, make me a Caleb. See, because it's not about somebody else, but it's about each one of us being the Caleb and being the Joshua who has a different spirit that's willing to stand up regardless of what we see. I want to close. I want to share a word of prophecy that was spoken over this house. <clears throat> and it says this. It says, listen to me, congregation. There's going to be an increase in the miraculous. There's a shift that is taking place. This thing is moving now from within these walls, and ministry is going to happen on the outside. The sick will be healed, creative miracles. God will heal people in wheelchairs. Deaf mutes will be healed by the power of God. I'm telling you, congregation, I, I don't know if you know what God is up to, but God is up to something big. Cancers are going to be healed. Tumors, all kind of weird sicknesses will be healed by the power of God. Some of you, the fire of God is already in your hands to heal the sick. There will be healing services, services dedicated just to healing the sick. They will come. They are going to stand in lines to get into the church. You're going to have to look around to get a seat in the house of God. God is up to something massive. He wants to reach this whole community. Many of you heard me speak these things from this very pulpit. The shift, the miracles, the healings, the salvations, the, 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 the doors opening up and the flood of people coming into the sanctuary to the point that if you don't get here early enough, you may not even be able to find a place to sit down. But this word that I just shared to you was an excerpt of a prophetic word that was given by Dr. St. Clair Mitchell on Friday, February 16, 1997, wow. right here. I won't hear the end. I didn't come here until four years later. Four years later. <laughs> That's 24 years ago that that prophecy was spoken. 
And here we are today, God is speaking the same thing, the same exact words. God is saying exactly what and showing us the exact things that he spoke then. Now, I never saw that prophecy. I wasn't here. So what God has downloaded now and what you hear the other prophetic words coming, it's because this is what God's plan is today. Because God doesn't renege on his promises. See, it was a remnant that remained. See, many of the people that heard that original word in this body are no longer here. But there's a remnant. See, there was a remnant who was like Caleb. See, they endured the naysayers. See, 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 they endured the test of time. They didn't follow the crowd. See, because there were so many, there were many that, that decided to depart because they felt like God had left. They felt like the Spirit of the Lord was no longer here. God was no longer moving. Or because the songs didn't sound the way I liked them to sound. Or, or the church didn't look quite like I wanted it to look. But you got to understand, the church is not the way you want it to look or the way you want it to sound. The church is what God puts in order. The church is who God desires for it to be. It's what God designs it to be. And now God is saying it's time for us to pursue the inheritance, to pursue the mountains that he spoke over us. There's a shift. We're already in the shift. It's already happening. The remnant that's here and those that have joined in. But I encourage you, see, you can't do this thing any kind of way. See, how do we pursue the mountains? How do we obtain this inheritance? We got to do it the same way Caleb did it. See, 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 you got you to understand that he, the way he received victory instead of defeat wasn't like everybody else. If you're trying to do it like everybody else, that's not the way God's doing it. See, because God said a long time ago, I've always heard this about this place, that this place is not like any other. And I'm not bragging. I'm not trying to boast. I'm just telling you what God, the Spirit of the Lord, has already said, has always said. We're not going to be like everybody else. And we're not trying to be. All we want to do is be like the Lord. All we want to do is be like who he called us to be. The same thing that gave him power to keep moving, the same thing that gave him strength to keep believing is the same power that we have to tap into today. Stand up on your feet. I would venture to say that many of us have never climbed a mountain. But I also would say that I think many of us have experienced some mountaintop victories, and we've also experienced some, 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 mountain-sized challenges in our lives. But this morning as I was praying, God took me to the scripture. I didn't have this in my original message that I wrote. And it's in Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Verses one and two. And it says, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, God haven't changed. 
Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have all have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was no, of no value to them. This is God's word. This is not me. Because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. There's a remnant. They're those that God has now begun to bring in to be a part of his move. See, we can be the Caleb's of this day. We can be that, the Joshua's of this day. But it's going to require a different spirit. You can't do it with yesterday's spirit. You can't do it with yesterday's and, and their old mindset. You can't do it with your old desires, your own, your, your old ambitions. See, everything there has to be refocused and it has to be, God, I'm all in with you. Nothing else matters but you. I'm going to close with this. Zechariah 4 and 6 says this. It's not by, and I'm, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this because I wanted to do it for a point. It's not by your might or my might. It's not by any power. It's not by any strength that any of us can muster up. But it's only by our faith and our total trust in our God the Lord of all. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you, God, that you are a God who doesn't renege, who doesn't change his mind. God, you don't take back the things that you say. We thank you, God, for those, God, who endure the test of time. God, those who remain faithful, those, God, who, who continue to be courageous and faithful and to have hearts, God, fully, oh God, turn to you, even in the midst of opposition, even in the midst of trials and tribulation, even in the midst of dark days, even in our midst, in our wandering, in our own wilderness, God, but yet and still, God, they continue, God, to have hearts fully trusting in you. We thank you, God, that you brought us to this place and this time now, God, where you're shifting us to that place. God, that if we continue to walk in that same way, God, we'll begin to see all the things, God, that have been spoken. We'll begin to see, God, the miracles take place. God, we'll begin to see the miraculous taking place. God, we'll begin to see the floodgates opening, God, and those running and rushing in, God, saying, what must I do to be saved? God, I, I believe that I see it. God, you've shown it to me so many times, God, just seeing, God, people coming, the stairs full of people coming. God, so many people coming, God, that the team can barely get them seated, God, before uh, 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 in an orderly way because it's just so many coming in such a rush. God, have your way. I pray today, God, that every heart, God, under the sound of my voice, God, would, would do the same. That they won't let the giants of this world, they won't let the opposition of this world and of this life, God, hinder them.
for having full trust and faith in you. God, we thank you for what you're about to do, what you're already doing. We just thank you, God, for every soul. We thank you for every healing, every victory. God, we thank you for it in advance. We love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, I just sense just now that, that God wants me to do one more prayer. If you're here today, if you're joining by way of live stream, and you haven't been walking courageously, you haven't been as faithful as you should. You've allowed the things of the world. You've allowed your circumstance. Some of you may even allow time to cause you to say, I, I can't do anything else. But I feel like this God is saying that, that he wants to show you that if you ask him, he will restore the strength. He will restore all that you think is already gone, but it's not gone. All he's going to do is reignite it in you because it's not gone. And if that's you right now, I'm going to invite you to the altar. I'm not going to wait a long time. And if those of you that are joining by way of live stream, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to take a bunch of time. If you know it's you, you need to come now because I'm going to pray in a minute and we're going to move on. There's no time to think. You already know. This is not something you got to start thinking about. When you came today, you knew. When you got up this morning, you knew. You knew. So you need to come. I'm getting ready to pray. Get ready to pray. Y'all stay spread out. The ushers can come and help. Come on down this way. You can stand down here in the front. It's fine. You're good. Come on down. You're good. Come on to the altar. <clears throat> yes. Y'all spread out. Make sure you keep them spread out. Keep the social distancing, please. Because this is serious. This is real. I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those that God looks down and he says, that's my servant. Hallelujah. Lift your hands at the altar. Those of you that are joining by way of live stream, Facebook Live. Father, right now, you see those that are standing right now before you with their hands lifted to you. And God, this is an act, God, of their total surrender to you, God. And God, I pray right now that you will begin, God, to restore unto them, God. Lord, the youth, restore their strength, restore their faith. God, restore, oh God, their wholeheartedness. God, remove everything and anything, God, out of the way that has caused them to stumble. God, things that have happened in the past, things that they're dealing with even now, Lord, in their physical bodies, in their minds, God, in their lives, God, even in this circumstance of life that we're living in right now, God, that you'll begin to move right now. Remove those things, God. Restore them, God, to that place, God, where they can stand up, God, and they can be courageous, God, they can be faithful, God, they can be, oh God, one that's all in with you. Hallelujah. God, do it now, God. 
Lord, everyone, God, that's under the sound of my voice right now that gives that to you, that releases, oh God, from their heart. God, I know, God, you already showed me that you're going to do it. And the places that it used to be, the things that it used to endure, the things they used to think, God, the ways they used to believe will never return. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you right now. Come on, if you down, if you if you made that declaration today, begin thanking God right now. Come on, begin thanking him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to you, God. Before we dismiss, if there's someone who doesn't know him as Lord and Savior. See, I know you can't have this spirit. You don't have the different spirit if you don't have the Savior. Those you at the altar, if you're done, if you finish praising, you can return to your seat. If you still, you can stay there. You don't have to leave. But if you're done, you can go ahead. But if that's you today, you're in the house today. God wants you to know that you cannot. You can't have this spirit. When he looks down, he doesn't see you as his servant with a different spirit because you haven't accepted his son. And that's you today. I want you to raise your hand. We want to pray for you. We want to walk alongside of you. We want you to help you get out of the darkness into the light. It's real easy. God already paid the price. If you're online today and that's you, it's real easy. It's simple. All you have to do is just repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. You are the Savior who died for the world. I ask you today to come into my heart to make me brand new. Forgive me of every sin, of every transgression. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you saving me. It's that simple. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Just that simple. If you made that declaration today and you're online, there's a link you can click. I want you to click that link. There's somebody waiting to, 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 to join with you and to, to, to encourage you along the way. If you're in this house and you made that decision, make sure you see us over here at the end of service so we can help you take your next steps. Come on, lift your hands to God today. Father, we thank you today for all that you've done. We give you glory, God, for your great move. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for an opportunity, God, Lord, to be able, Lord, to be, oh God. Lord, those that you, oh God, would use in this last and evil day, God, to advance your kingdom, God, to be those, oh God, that be light in darkness, hope to the hopeless. Lord, we thank you right now, God, that there's healing, God, coming into hands. Lord, there's there are those, God, that are going to be able to lay hands on sick people. And, God, we're going to begin to see the healings take place. God, we thank you even now, God, for all, God, that you have placed upon us to accomplish for you. It's for your glory. It's for your honor. And it's for your praise. Bless us, oh God, today as we leave this place. Continue to be with us, God, and keep us, dwell with us, bring us back again. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. To connect with us, visit us at Bethelhampton.com and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and be the light.